Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast, where we believe God is with us and speaks to us wherever we're at, whether at work, home, or on the move. We'd love for you to be connected with us by visiting us at myemmanuelchurch.com or any social media platform using at myemmanuelchurch. Thanks for being with us, and we hope you enjoy this message. Here you may take a seat. Thank you for joining us here in Emmanuel Church. If you are joining us here online, we are so glad to have you with us. You, uh, part of our family, our online family. Um, just give us a, a, a shout out in the chat if you are here with us online. Um, before we begin and get into the word today, if you are here, you can have a seat. Thank you. Um, before we get into the word today, just a couple of announcements. This Tuesday, we are having our e-groups returning, uh, our fall semester of e-groups. And e-groups is the time where we get together and have a community in a smaller atmosphere than usual, a different kind of atmosphere than usual. We get together to pray, uh, to study the word, uh, to eat, and to have a good time. And we'll be meeting on Tuesdays, and you can find out more on our website or on the Church Center app uh, to find out where we will be meeting, what time we'll be, well, 7 on Tuesday, 7.30 on Tuesdays. So we will be glad if you could join us uh, in in that as part of that. And if you are here and you want to give, you can give online, you can give here in person in the lobby or you can give through text by going to mymanualchurch.com slash give or texting 84321 to support the ministry and what we do here in reaching people. And um, I just uh, thank you to everyone uh, that is here today. Thank you for everyone that has been praying for my family and all that you have done. It's been a difficult time, but... Uh, your prayers are felt, your love is felt, and we definitely, uh, definitely wouldn't be able to do it without all of you, our family here at Emmanuel Church at Templo Emmanuel. So with that, um, we're going to be beginning a new series next week, and we'll be announcing that on our social media uh, this this week coming, as we begin the month of September. But... Closing out the month of August, uh, I have been not sharing a theme, a particular theme, but today I felt it necessary to share something that had been on my heart because there's been a lot going out in, in the, on in the world around us, and I know that we've felt the weight of that. There is, in our church family, we have felt the weight of loss. But not only that, not only here, there are many that are feeling the weight, that same weight of loss as the cases of COVID-19 have continued to rise uh, due to the Delta variant and other things. And we've seen lots of people experience loss. We've seen people experience hurt with things that are going on uh, in our nation uh, we, there were soldiers who lost their lives and families that lost their lives and innocent Afghani people who lost their lives in a terrorist attack this past week. There, there, there is the weight of that turmoil that our nation is facing. The world is facing difficulty and struggles and 
to me, I, I just wanted to be able to share today a word, I hope, of hope, a word of encouragement to know that we do not have to carry the weight of worry and to carry the weight of hurt on our own. We face difficulties, we face uh, a lot, and it's all real, and sometimes it feels overwhelming, and sometimes it just doesn't feel like it's stopping. You know, it doesn't feel like it'll ever stop. We have been going through the pandemic, this worldwide pandemic, for more than a year now, and there still doesn't feel like there is an end in sight. And it still just feels like, Nothing is calming down. You know, maybe we, we hoped that 2021 is going to be the year. You know, it's going to be better. And now we're still trying to process 2020. We're still trying to process 2020. And 2022 is like five months away. And there is still not a whole lot. going. There is so much going on that it feels like when can we just get a break, Right? When can we get a vacation from all of this? Can can we just put the world on pause for a moment and just be okay? Can we just agree to just stop everything and make everything better? That's what we would like. That's what we want. But yet struggle and difficulty and life just continues to hit us time after time, moment after moment, thing after thing, chaos after chaos, calamity after calamity. And so what do we do in the face of all of this? What do we do? How do we face it all head on? How do we walk through it all? How do we carry the weight? How do we carry the weight? The Bible tells us a lot of things, and that's what I'm going to talk about today. How do we carry this weight? But first, we have to realize that the difficulty of life, whether we want it or not, is a promise from Jesus. In John chapter 16, verse 33, the first part of the verse says, I have told you these things because he's talking to the disciples and they're having a lot of worries. They're having a lot of struggles in this moment. They're facing the reality that Jesus is telling them that I am not going to be with you for much longer. I have faced difficulty. I have faced all of this and you're going to face difficulty. And yet, I am not going to be here for much longer. And they freak out, understandably. They freak out and wonder, what what are we going to do then if you're not here with us? He says, don't worry, someone else is coming. The Holy Spirit is going to be with you. The Comforter is going to be with you. But still, they're not too sure that everything is going to be okay. And yet, Jesus doesn't simply give them a word, don't worry about it. Don't worry, be happy, everything's going to be all right. That's what we want to hear. But Jesus instead said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. In this world you will have trouble. He didn't say in this world there is going to be sunshine and roses and candies and everything's just going to be smooth sailing through life. We, we would hope. We want life to be like that. We want life to be easy, but life is hard. And Jesus confirmed it. He said, in this world, you will have 
trouble. This is a very unwanted promise. This is not welcome. I said, Jesus, can you please reconsider? Can you please, please reconsider this? Can, can you please reconsider the trouble? Can't you say instead that if we believe in you, everything's going to be okay? Can't we, can't you just say that if we believe in you, we're just going to be blessed and have everything we want, the desires of our heart, the money we want, the house we want, the job we want, the relationships we want? Can't you just say that life will be easy? But Jesus said, no, I need you to know all of these things so that you can have peace because there is trouble coming. There is worry coming. And we wonder, why why would God promise that? Why would God tell us this? Because that is the reality of being a human being in the world. What we have to remember is that Jesus was no stranger to struggle himself. Jesus was no stranger to difficulty himself. We have to know that he faced all of that himself just like us. Just like us. You see, we think that maybe Jesus had an easy life growing up, but I, I don't think that's the case. If we think about it, the ones who knew of Jesus' origin of birth were Mary and Joseph, his parents. But to the rest of the world, Jesus was a scandalous child. They weren't married yet. Joseph and Mary were not married yet. And yet somehow Mary was pregnant. Joseph wanted to divorce her. He wanted to end things quietly. But he didn't because God spoke to him through an angel in a dream. But how must that look have looked to everyone else? To everyone else, Mary would have been an outcast. Jesus would have been an outcast. We don't know whose kid that is. They say he's the son of Joseph. But I don't know if that's true because, you know, and if it is true, that means they did things that they shouldn't have done before they were married. So Jesus grew up being probably outcast from the rest of his community. And not only that, he was probably looked down on too by some of his brothers and sisters. Jesus had brothers and sisters. And Mary knew who he was. Mary knew who Jesus was. But maybe his brothers and sisters didn't see that. Maybe he said, why does Jesus seem so perfect? Well, other than he was. The strife he had between his own family would have been something he had to face. And who, who who among us doesn't face difficulty with our own family? Family members that we'd rather not talk to or ever see again. <laughs> difficulty within parents and children and cousins and relatives. We all have family strife and Jesus faced that struggle. He faced being outcast from his community. But not only that, Jesus stood up for those who no one else wanted to stand up for and was labeled a sinner himself. He was outcast from community. And even though people liked Jesus, the people liked Jesus and listened to him, yet there were still people who in the Jewish faith cast him out, did not want him to be a part of what they were a part of. 
because he stood against what they stood for. Jesus faced difficulty as someone who was oppressed by an empire, uh, uh, the empire of Rome. He understood that suppression. He was not living in a free Israel. He was living in a nation that was suppressed and a vassal to a much more powerful kingdom, meaning that they didn't have all the rights that they wanted to have. They couldn't do all the things that they wanted to do. So he faced oppression. He faced difficulty in this world. And so that it should be comfort to us because that means Jesus knows what we're going through. Through the difficulties, through the struggles, through all that we experience in our lives, Jesus himself said at the, the rest of John sixteen thirty three says, But take heart, I have overcome the world. I have faced what you have faced. I have struggled the same struggle. I have lived the difficult life. I have been oppressed. I have been outcast. I have been demeaned. I have faced the same hurts that you have faced. And Jesus said, but I have overcome the world. I have come to carry the weight with you. See, the promise of trouble doesn't come alone. The promise of trouble, the promise of struggle doesn't come by itself. It comes with the promise that Jesus has already won the fight. That Jesus has already faced the difficulties that we faced and proved victorious. That he has faced all that we have done, all the sin, all the difficulty. He faced all of that and came out victorious on the other side. He promised that they would be in difficult situations, but he was always with his disciples. That's one of the things. Jesus faced difficulty and so did his disciples, but he never left them alone in that. He was in the middle of storms with them. Jesus often found himself crossing uh, the Sea of Galilee with his disciples, and oftentimes storms would come up. But yet they made it to the other side. Yet they, 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 they were able to get there. Yet Jesus walked on water and got to them. Yet he never left them on their own. He never left them alone. And he makes the same promise to us. He says, don't worry, I will be with you. I am there to carry the weight with you. I am there to carry the weight with you. Our issue is, though, is that we face difficulty in life, but we try to do it on our own. Life is hard. Life is not easy. We, we do difficult things. We face difficult situations that we don't understand. A difficult medical diagnosis. Loss of family members. Struggles with our mental health. Struggles with schools and, and, and more. Struggles with debt. Struggle with, with life, with loneliness, with depression, with anxiety. We face all of these things in life and oftentimes we try to live it out on our own. 
We think that if we follow the American dream and do the American thing, pick yourself up off of your, on your bootstraps, whatever that even means, I don't even know. Like, I've heard that so many times. Like, that's like a typical American saying, pick yourself by your bootstraps. What does that mean? I don't have boots. And the only boot, well, I have boots when they have that little hole in them. Is that, that what bootstraps are? Pick them up by the bootstraps and just soldier on. But that's what we're told to do. Man up. Be strong. Get over it. Stop being sad. Yeah, you've magically cured my depression by telling me to stop being sad. Don't worry about it. That's what we're told to do. And so we try to face life with our own strength, with our own difficulties. We, we try to do it on our own. We think we're smart enough, capable enough. And maybe we, maybe we are. But it often proves too much. And so we struggle in silence and we wonder why God has seemingly abandoned us. Why does, why did, why did God leave us? Why did he leave us alone in all of this? Cause it feels like that sometimes like we are alone. Like no one is listening. Like no one is taking care of us. Like no one is watching out for us. We pray and we struggle and we think that God is not there. But God is here and doesn't want us to face our struggles alone. When we face our struggles alone, we will definitely fail. We will definitely run out of strength. And we will definitely find ourselves in a dead end. But God gives us hope. He says, I have overcome the world. So how do we face worry? How do we face struggle? How do we carry that weight of life? I have a few, four things that I want to share. This is how we do that. First of all, we, we, we give it away. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Just to give our problems to somebody else? I have student debt. Here, you take it. It's not mine anymore. I struggle with depression. Here, you take it. I don't want it anymore. Give it away. But it's not as easy as that when I say to give it away. Of course not. It doesn't just go away once you give it away. But what what I mean when we say give it away is that we give it into the hands of Jesus. That means that we are no longer the ones that are managing our crisis. Managing our difficulty. Yes, we are still facing it, but now the one who holds the solution, who holds our hope, is not ourselves, but Jesus. In 1 Peter 5, 7, Jesus said, uh, uh, Peter, not Jesus said, Peter says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So God is telling us that he wants us to give it to him. A lot of times we will hold on to our difficulties in life. We will hold on to our struggles because it's familiar, because it's easy. Have you ever found yourself going back to a situation that you thought you've overcome? Have you ever found yourself back in a place that you thought, I was done with this? 
Sometimes our struggles recur. And sometimes we are content to stay there because we know it. And we don't know any other way how to live. We don't know how to live in the light so we stay in the dark. We don't know how to live standing straight so we live hunched over. We don't know how to any other way so we go back to it because we know it. You know, I don't know if I step out into something new, something different, if I'll be able to face it. So I'm going to stay right here in my fear, right here in my worry, right here in my anxiety. I'm going to stay right here. And we hold on to it. But the word tells us that God wants us to cast it onto him. He wants him, wants it to give over the keys to him. You know one of the most frustrating and annoying little Christian cliche sayings? I'm sure you've heard it. Jesus is my co-pilot. That doesn't make any sense to me, personally. I don't know if you like it or if it's inspirational to you, but let, let me hear, hear me out for a second. Jesus is my co-pilot. Being the co-pilot, God being the co-pilot, Jesus being in the co-pilot, implies that he is not the one making the decisions you are. It implies that you are the one in charge, not Jesus. It implies that your troubles, your worries, they're yours, not God's. It doesn't make sense to the Christian faith because that's not what God has called us to do. He said, I'm not asking you to be in the driver's seat and just me to be the friend there, you know, the DJ. Say, hey, God, you DJ. No, I don't like that song. Change it. But that's what we want God to be. We want him to be the co-pilot, the backseat driver. We want him to be there, but not be in charge. We want him to be there when we're having difficulties, but for him not to actually do anything about it, because that might cause us some hurt or some pain or some struggle just to get out of it. But God says, give it to me because I want you to give it to me. I want to care for you. I want to walk through it with you. Let me be the pilot. And you be with me instead. Let me take the wheel. That was that song. Jesus take the wheel. Jesus let Jesus take the wheel and for us to sit in the passenger seat. Cast your cares on Jesus. Give it away. That doesn't mean it's going to go away. That doesn't mean that it's immediately going to stop all the difficulty, all the worry, or everything. But it means that we are not in the driver's seat anymore, that God is walking with us now. Secondly, prayer. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, prayer and thanksgiving says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Now see, this to me is not simply just prayer because we all, we all pray about our stuff. We all pray about our difficulties. God, you know, I need a new job. I, I need a husband. I need a wife. I need money. I need these things. We pray for these things. But a lot of times, I wonder if we pray and don't expect God to do anything. How many of us pray and just In the back of our heads, we're like, well, let's hope. Maybe. I don't know. Most likely, nothing's going to happen. But we do it anyway because that's what we're supposed to do. We pray about the things that we need. When people ask us to pray for 
pray for them. When we ask people to pray for us, it's the same thing. How many times has someone asked you to pray for them and you immediately forget? I'm going through this thing. Can you please pray for me? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to pray for you. Go home. I don't even know what they were talking about. We don't know. We don't know. Because we, we're not doing the right thing when it comes to prayer and asking God for these things. He says, don't be anxious. Don't worry about these things. But ask me about it with prayer and thanksgiving. To me, I read that and I say, this is not just simply prayer. This is prayer and faith. This is prayer and believing. This is praying and saying, God, I know I'm facing this difficult situation right now. I know I need some finances. I know I need a new job. So thank you for that job that you will give me. I'm going to put a little bit of faith into it. I'm going to believe that God is actually hearing me out. God is actually doing something. God is actually with me and moving in my situation. Prayer and thanksgiving. Being thankful for what we have. Being thankful for what we've been given. And thankful for what God will do. Prayer and faith. Prayer and thanking God. Sometimes we pray and, you know, we say in the name of Jesus, amen. And all of our prayers are, are, are about us and nothing about God. We do nothing to try and actually get to know Him. But with prayer and thanksgiving, that means we give credit to God where he gets, deserves the credit for. We put in him to who he is, the goodness that he is, the greatness that he is, the loving, the love that he has for us to have prayer, to be praying and have faith in who he is. Prayer and thanksgiving. It's not simply just asking because we can do that. We can do that. We can just ask. We ask people for things all the time and probably expect it not to happen or nothing to come from it if they even remember. And I'll be honest, I'm that person. Sometimes people ask me for things and like two weeks later, did you ever do this thing? I totally forgot. But God doesn't forget. He's not the same as us. So when he says, come to me and pray for it, come to me and thank me for it, he's listening to us. Not like, not like me. <laughs> not like you. He's not human. He remembers. Number three, walk with others. Carry each other's burdens. Galatians chapter 6 verse 2 says, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. He says, carry, walk with other people. This is one of the reasons why we do e-groups, small groups. Because in this situation, you come to Sunday service and I am glad that you are here. I am glad that you are watching online. But a lot of times, this is not a two-way dialogue. I am preaching to you, not necessarily having a conversation with you. And I will have a conversation after service if you want to talk to me about the, the message or you can send us a message in the chat or whatever. I, I can talk to you about that. But this is not what that is. With small groups, we form a small community. With e-groups, we form a community where we come together and actually talk and pray and study and carry each other's burdens. God says you can't do it alone. Get someone to walk with you. Jesus didn't choose one disciple and said, you, it's all on you. He chose 12. He had a small group. He says, this small group is going to be the thing that changes the world. 
This small group is going to be the thing that changes that changes you. The 12 of you will be changed by the group that we are in today. This group will give you strength, will be there to pray for you, to pick you up when you're gone, when, when you're down, when you're facing difficulties. You have someone that is by your side that won't leave you be on your own to suffer and struggle. They always say, you know your true friends when you're going through something difficult and who is actually there for you. And sometimes we don't have anybody because we have not actually reached out to form these bonds that God wants us to form with each other. We wonder where are all my fellow Christians and believers that are here praying for me, but we don't actually take the time to build those relationships. But that's what God wants us to do. Carry each other's burdens. Fulfill the law of Christ, which is love. To love one another, to love God and to love people. You do this and you fulfill that law. He says, this is how you get through the worries by not walking through it on your own but by walking through it with other people. In the book of Ecclesiastes, the uh, King Solomon writes, he says that two are better than one. He says if you're together, more people can do more than others. One person can fight a battle, but two people can drive away thousands. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. When we're together, we're stronger. We are better together. And so if we want to face worry, if we want to face difficulty and anxiety and the things that, the struggles that we face in life, we have to do it together. We cannot, cannot do it alone. And number four, last one, worship team, y'all can help me. Remember that we are walking with Jesus. Remember that we are walking with Jesus. When it comes to being a follower of Jesus, that's why I prefer this that that title over like Christian. Being a follower of Jesus means to me that I know that I'm 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 behind somebody. That Jesus is walking in front of me. And I like to call myself that because It reminds me that I'm not walking through life by myself. I'm not facing difficulties by myself. I'm not up here preaching the word by myself. I'm not up here being a pastor by myself. I am not up here walking through. I'm not going through life by myself. I know and remember that I am walking with Jesus. And if that's what he wants for us to do, that is, that, is, uh, that is the main focus of what he did on the cross, to bring us back to himself, to create, uh, to close that brokenness that sin and this world had created between us, between God and humanity. He said, I want to bring you back to me. And I want to walk with you. Like he did in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. He walked with them in the cool of the day. He says, walk with me, talk with me, know me, remember that I'm here for you and that you are not alone. We face difficulties in life. Not much is not going to change. 
But like John 3.16 says, I'm telling you these things. I want you to know that there's difficulty coming. I want you to know that there's struggle coming. I need you to know that there will be trouble, but rest in me. Trust in me. Walk with me. I have overcome the world. I want I want now do it again every difficulty you face I'll come out on top every person that comes against you I'll come out on top Bible tells us that nothing can separate us from the love of God though people will try things will try darkness will try but Jesus wins the day He says, no weapon formed against you will prosper. I will win. You will not have to do it alone. You will not lose the battle. Because I have already overcome the world. So in spite of our worries, anxieties, our struggles, our loss, our hurt, brokenness in spite of all of that Jesus says I want you to know you can have peace you can know peace in this struggle in this life you can know joy in this life because I have already won and I am with you my spirit is in you about the struggle. If there is a struggle that you are going through, let us know. If you're online, let us know what you're struggling with right now in the chat. I want to pray for you. If you are here, let us know how we can pray for you. Because you're not alone. We're here. We're a family here. And you're not alone to face those struggles. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. We know that life is hard. We know that the world right now is in a difficult place. We don't know when we'll come out of this on the other side yet. But we know that you have promised that you are with us. We have pro- you have promised that you will not leave us or forsake us. You have promised that you have overcome the world. So today we lean on that. Today we trust in that, in you, Jesus. To know that you will walk with us and carry the weight of worry, of anxiety. You will carry the weight of our struggles and our difficulties. You carry the hurt and the pain and the sickness. You will walk with us. enjoyed this message. We'd love to hear your story about how you've been blessed by this ministry or how we can pray for you. To connect with us, you can email us at amen at myemmanuelchurch.com. And if you would like to support us financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. Also, if you're in the area, we'd love to see you in person for the full worship experience. Thanks again, and we hope you have a blessed week.